Welcome to Sexology, a podcast that untangles the science of sex and pleasure. And now, with this week's episode, your host, clinical psychologist, Dr. Nazanin Moali. Hello there. You are listening to another episode of Sexology Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Nazanin Moali. If you are a new listener, welcome. I have a gift for you. Last month, I put together a list of all of the wonderful erotic material that my clients had shared with me throughout the years, whether from the reading material, whether from audio, whether some videos that are connected to ethical porn. And I put all of them together and put it on the list and you can download it in the show notes. The reason that I curated this list was because many of you guys asked about the resources on material that can help you get in the mood. And this is my gift for you and it's completely free. My apologies for my voice. Last weekend, my sister surprised me with my birthday bash and it's been a huge milestone for me. So I went all out, I partied all night and now four days later, my voice has been impacted. Our guest today is Dr. Sam Rakshet. He is the CEO and co-founder of Mystery Vibe. Today, we're going to talk about what goes into designing award-winning sex toy, how you can incorporate a sex toy in your bedroom. We're going to talk about ways that various companies trying to push the boundaries against the sex negative culture. So if you're ever curious, if you're ever curious about what goes behind the scene for people who design this material, this is the episode for you. As I mentioned, our guest is Dr. Sam Brakshit. He's the co-founder and CEO of award-winning sexual health company, Mystery Wife. Their mission is to make sexual health accessible to all across all ages, gender, and orientation. From his research and experiences over the past two decades, Sam deeply understand that a major challenge in most people's life is keeping the mystery alive in a long-term relationship. This is especially the case after major life events like childbirth, menopause, cancer treatment, or surgery. In his role as CEO of Mystery Vibe, he focuses on pushing the boundaries on research and development, customer experience, and supporting their long-term goal of making sexual health an integral part of our overall health. They actually generously sponsored this episode, and I hope you guys enjoyed this show at the end. I'm going to talk about my experience of experimenting with Crescendo, which is one of their three toys, and I'll talk to you there. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Sexology Podcast. I am so excited to have Dr. Sam Rakshit on our show. Sam, welcome to our show. Thank you very much for having me. I am very excited about this conversation. I know before starting recording, you were chatting a little bit about your background. And now I know you're a co-founder and CEO of Mystery Vibe and such an interesting company that you guys are not only producing sex toys, but you guys are doing other things that 
contributes to breaking the stigma around sexual health challenges that people have. So your background is in electrical engineering. Tell us, how did you get to owning, co-founding this company? Yes, uh, very much so. Actually, it's not that different. What we build is really electronic devices, right? And we happen to make them in the medical space in applications of various sexual health issues. So my background is engineering and electronics, and I've always done that, you know, my undergrad, master's, PhD, everything has been in electronics. And I always wanted to build things that is useful, which all electronic engineers want. And uh, the thing that we as friends and now co-founders always talked about is how can you keep the sex and mystery in the bedroom after big life events like having a baby or going through menopause or aging and erection problems or cancer, recovering from cancer, surgery. All of these things are so common, happens to everyone at some point. And the sex life and sexual health overall gets affected. But at least when we started thinking about it, talking about it 10 years ago, there wasn't any, there wasn't much discussion on it. Very few people talked about it. And when we talked to doctors, they said less than one in four ever go to a doctor when they have problems. So, so that's why we thought if we wanted to do something useful with all of our experience in electronics, why not get together with doctors and create devices which help, like help with improving erections, help with alleviating pain, pain after childbirth, pain after menopause, or pain during intercourse, or uh, address arousal issues, dryness issues. So all of these things that just affect everyone at some point. So that's how we. We ended up in, in a medical company with an engineering background. And the other thing is we always wanted to make it very approachable. Uh, we didn't want it to be a clinical device that you feel scared or you feel intimidated by. So we made it very pleasure-centric, very much how do you improve your orgasm? How do you improve your sex? Not that you have a problem and you need to fix it, but you might be great already in bed. Maybe you want to take it to the next level, uh, which is you know in the name, like Christian means to reach a new peak in in uh, music the um, other thing we really wanted to do is help people bring that mystery back in the bedroom and this is actually inspired by Esther Perel she gave an amazing talk on TED back in 2012 which said if you want to have a long-term happy relationship you need to keep that spark that mystery in the bedroom and and by doing simple things like you know back when we could travel just going away for work for a week and coming back you want to be with each other more than if you're 27 with someone so um so that's why we created the brand mystery vibe where everything we do whether it's content we write whether it's advice you'll get from our site whether it's um, our products to help you keep that spark in your relationship, bring that back. Uh, or if you're playing on your own, how do you bring that playfulness back? Especially now after a year and a half of lockdown, which has led to a lot of people really missing out on pleasure and with themselves and with their partners. What can we do to help bring that back, create that, be the catalyst, create that spark? So I think that's fantastic that you started, co-founded this company a few years ago. I feel right now everyone is interested in creating a, some kind of sex tech, getting into this industry. And it seems like you guys have been perfected number of different things when it comes to helping individuals and couples to enhance their sexual health and sexual wellness. My listeners, they know that I moved here from Iran, my background, I'm Iranian-American, and did my PhD in psychology 
psychology, people think about, oh God, from all the options you had, why sex? That's that kind of a stigmatized taboo topic. I wonder about you, how, how, does, how do people react when they know you have a, a sex, sexual health company? That's a really good question. I think it's changed over the years. And, uh, and I can relate to Iran because uh, India's, a lot of India is Persian from our history. Uh, in fact, most of our architecture in North India, most of our food is all Persian. So um, it's not very dissimilar. It's very similar in terms of our um, society and upbringing. I think it's changed a lot in the last 10 years. So 10 years ago, when we were talking about this, we wondered, would we be able to hire good people to work in, a, in the space of sexual health? Would they want to talk about it or would they work without talking about it? How do you raise money? Would investors be scared to be associated with a company which uh, deals with sex? Even getting a bank account was quite challenging when we first started. Interesting. How come? So I, uh, it's just because of the association of vice. So it's a very general category called vice. And the vice could be tobacco. Vice could be drugs. Vice could be guns. So a lot of things fall under this very broad category of vice. And of course, there is very good reason for a lot of people to not be associated with it. So many investors might say, I don't want to fund guns. You know, that's totally fine if that that's their view and it should be respected. Same as drugs, same as you know, alcohol, tobacco, whatever it is. And my view is if they have a certain reason why they don't want to be associated with sex, and sex is quite broad and it's really tricky because of course you don't want to be associated with illegal things like child porn, for example. And no one would say, you know, if you have a startup which does that, it should get funded you know, it shouldn't. So sex is a really complex topic because laws differ by country. So for example, something like sex work, it might be legal in Germany, but it might be illegal in Poland, right? And their neighbors. And then it might be legal in UK if it's self-employed, but it is illegal if it's organized. So it's really nuanced. And of course, you can't support anything illegal in that country, irrespective of what it is. So it is complex. Sex is a very complex topic and very society and geography specific. So what happens is a lot of specifically from a finance and investment perspective, people often take the easy route and you know put everything sex in one bucket and say, we don't, we don't do it, right? And, and I think that's changing because over the last 10 years, uh, a lot has happened. And that's the exciting bit. You know, like you were saying, a lot of people have started creating businesses, small or large, in this space. And it has given, and society and people have started to embrace it. Like here, you can buy a sex toy on a supermarket or website like Tesco or Sainsbury, right? You can buy it in Target in U.S., that is a big deal. You know, like 10 years ago, you couldn't even think that was possible. So when things like that happen, then people like investors, like banks, you know, and, and normal people looking at job roles, stop thinking it as something very, very taboo and start thinking of it as more mainstream, more normal. And and, and that's, that's really, that's all I believe all the sex tech founders want is to normalize sex, sexual health, sex sexual wellness, not wanted to be special, just wanted to be another topic, right? So for example, 
if you created a business in finance, you know, what it's called fintech, which is very big in UK, raising money is quite straightforward. As long as it's a good company idea, it should be the same. If it's a good company idea, you know, have a good team, you, you know, have a good vision, then it should be treated like just that. It shouldn't be treated special because it actually shouldn't be treated special in the negative sense either. So I think that's where we are getting to. And, and it's very exciting for us to see because we've seen the whole journey from no one wanted to talk about it to now, you know, we've won so many awards and not just general awards, not just industry awards, general awards, like we won Design Week for Crescendo. And that is such a prestigious design award that Apple competed with us and we beat Apple Watch. So we were very excited about that. So that, that's the kind of thing I always wanted when uh, we started the business is, can we build it like a very normal company with very normal goals, good products, happy customers, and commercially profitable long-term business? You know, you talked about design and I saw that you guys won kind of prizes and you won the the prize for the design. And, it, and that's very interesting. You're right that you said like you competed with Apple product and the, the product is very well designed. I think when many people produce sex toys, they think about power or things around delivery. But I know many of my female clients, specifically the design is really important for them. You don't want it to look super tacky or like things that's kind of like really kind of with odd colors and all of that. And um, I was just sharing with you that you, that I, I love the design that, uh, that you, you guys shared, you guys sent me crescendo. How do you pronounce that? Crescendo. Crescendo. And it's very tastefully designed. So tell us a little bit more about what goes into the design of a sex toy. Thank you for asking. This, um, this is what I'm most passionate about because that was the whole point of creating Mystery Vibe, is bringing devices that serve very specific purposes and designed to adapt to the body rather than expect that something fixed will work for everyone. So Crescendo, as you can see, and obviously you have one, uh, is designed to mimic two fingers. Mm-hmm. So it's exactly like two fingers. And the the inspiration for that was midwives tell, at least here in the UK, in NHS, post-childbirth in order to uh, heal vaginal scar tissue. So for example, when you have stretch marks during childbirth, the vaginal scar tissues need to be massaged in order to get blood flow and heal them faster. So they will tell you, can you chin and um, try to find your pain areas and gently massage them. Obviously, that's quite challenging, especially um, there's often perennial tear. And the last thing you want to do is touch any painful area. So we designed this to be like your finger, flexible with joints, exactly like the finger. Mm. And then you can just hold and target and deliver vibration very, very easily. So it's designed to be a very flexible, long vibrating finger extender. And what is interesting, and, and it's because the human finger is so versatile and can do so many things and is the most commonly used masturbation equipment by humans, right? So what was interesting is even though we designed it for a very specific medical application to start with, as we got more people to try it, you know, thousands and then tens of thousands, 
we got feedback on all the various applications that people used it for. So, for example, if you bend crescendo into a ship, which is like a C, you can then place it, the gentle vibration on the lower abdomen when you have, when you experience period pain. And it's very effective because pain relief is often a vibration belt. So it simply acts as a very nicely hugging vibration belt to alleviate period pain. From that, we then uh, ended up being contacted by a company called Pain Care Labs uh, in Atlanta. And they license Crescendo, which is now used in their back pain belts with heat and cold packs. So the applications of uh, the design is, is very exciting because it helps a lot of different people achieve improvement in their health conditions, whether it's sexual or otherwise. Um, and, and, and that is true for all of our products. So Poco, which is the mini Crescendo, is designed for people who want a more ergonomic and simple product. So this one, again, bends, but it's half the size, but it's very easy to grip, very big button. So it's, this was designed for accessibility, you know, very big buttons, big lights, easy grip, it's hold and target. So this one was designed particularly for Valvodonia. Um, but again, it's now used for a variety of applications. And then Tenuto, again, very adaptable. You stretch it to fit 80 to 90% of penis sizes, wrap around, allow for ejaculation if you want to have a baby, for example, perineal stimulation and labia stimulation of the person that you're having intercourse with. So a lot of different things at the same time, again, to make sex better, to make intercourse better, to make to add that mystery in the in the bedroom. So the the general design principle of all of our products is adaptability. How can we create something that we ship to you and you decide what works for you. Is it this? Is it this? And you can then also change the product as you want over time. So it doesn't mean that you you know you decide this works for you today, but tomorrow you might want a straight device. And that's our goal with all of our products is to create platforms that are very easy to use, not complicated. We have a lot of our customers in their 70s and 80s, and they don't care about the app. They don't care about Bluetooth connectivity. They're like, you know, just tell me, how do I turn it on? How do I use it? Done. You know, nothing more than that. And, and that's our goal is to use tech and the tech might be very complex inside, but then hide it, make it really simple. So you just turn it on, see what you like and, you know, whether it's address some pain or issues or just enjoy as pleasure. And and that's our real core with design. That is fasc- fascinating. So the the product was so great that they got the patent to use it in their, like the, in the, for, the, for the belt as part of their, the system they had. That is so interesting. Interesting. And uh, I agree with you that what's, what is appealing about this device was that how you can change the uh, shape easily. You know, sometimes you when you get devices like sexual health devices, exercise that becomes very specific instruction. This is what you're doing. This is what it does. And if that's not the kind of pleasure you're seeking for, if you're not looking for G-spot stimulation, then this is not going to be as useful. But it seems like your device offers creativity. One thing that's interesting, you're talking about bringing mystery in the bedroom. What I hear a lot from my patient is that they want to use toys with their partner, but they feel it's, it can turn to a bruise to the partner's ego. So almost yep. it does opposite for many couples that they know it's useful. They just 
don't know how to bring it up. Is that something that you guys have faced as you were kind of creating this kind of like doing the market research? It, it, I would say that's the biggest question we get so much so that it is now a whole page and a book on our website, which says how to start the conversation. So, so on our website now, so there's the products that talks about the product. And the first thing after that is get started, you know, the conversations, because that is the biggest challenge, like you've seen with your clients and what we get, you know, with uh, tens of thousands of our customers tell us, can you give us some ideas? And sometimes it's ideas like, okay, we are talking about it, but we need some ideas on how to play. So we have an in-house artist, a painter, who who's full-time just draws beautiful art. Uh, and every week we put in a new one. So you'll see there will be like 70 or 80 on our page. It's called How to Play. And it's just colorful, beautiful pictures. And if you want, you can always order a print of it. And we print the whole thing and send you. And you can just use them as card. And again, we surveyed our customers. We said, do you want it as a book? Or do you want it like we have? So they're separate cards in an envelope. And they prefer it because they said, oh, we'll just take a card and then we'll, you know, put it in the bed and then we'll follow it. It's just very simple, really, really simple things. So so just going back to the very specific, how do you introduce a sex toy into the bedroom and how do you tackle the uh, issue of feeling replaced or feeling threatened by it? It's a really, after all of our research, it's, the answer is actually really easy. Make it about the other person. So this one, for example, if... if that is the male, male toy, uh, because people so cannot see it. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, so the Tenuto toy, which is an intercourse toy rather than a male mm-hmm. toy. So it's to help improve your intercourse, improve mm-hmm. erection, improve labia uh, stimulation. Say the female partner wants to introduce it, and this is seen as a cock ring, as a t- category, then if you don't put it into context, it might seem like you want your partner to have a better reaction, longer reaction, and he might feel like, isn't my reaction good enough? However, if you say, I found this amazing product which stimulates my labia and my clit, and I really love that external stimulation, it makes me aroused, it lubricates me, it makes sex so much better. So I bought it and I put it on your penis during intercourse so I can feel it. And that changes the perspective, that changes the story, and it makes it really easy to introduce it because then you say, this is going to make my sex better. Yeah. And your partner will be like, okay, this is great. You know, if you're extra happy with it. And and everybody, I'm, almost everybody knows that external stimulation is far more common for most women to achieve arousal and orgasm than purely inter- intercourse and uh, internal simulation. So, so that isn't one example. The other example from the man's side is, let's say you want to introduce crescendo as a, uh, as a G-spot uh, vibrator in the bedroom. Then the easiest way to do that is to, uh, and I'll talk about the before purchase in a second. The easiest way to do that is as a gift and as a gift that you make it all about research. So what, and this is all our uh, research in understanding how sex and pleasure can be talked about in the bedroom. 
what the female partner looks for when it comes to generally when it comes to gifts in the bedroom is the male partner did a lot of research and put a lot of thought into the gift they purchase and this is true for general buying a gift so if they can talk about and this is what you know we tell you in our website and uh, in the guides if they can talk about the research they did why they found this product why they think this is going to elevate to or go you know the crescendo it's going to take their pleasure to the next level and why they care about it and they're very excited about it then everything is positive everything is you're already great and we are already great but i'm so excited to try this to take you to a new realm of orgasmic bliss that you've never felt before right and and that is the thing that endears them you know they don't feel threatened they don't feel it is a substitute for bedroom boredom you feel like oh this is all about elevating in elevating where we are and and taking a step back before you even get to the purchasing a sex toy and whatever that may be the first thing to do is bring in well regarded media piece on the topic that you want to discuss and an example is let's say you want to explore anal sex okay fine that could be something you are curious about and you haven't tried it or maybe you did and it didn't go well so you're thinking oh how do i talk about it right and it's not a topic you just jump into without any context so the easiest way to do that is search for anal play anal sex anal pleasure generally and find and i'm sure you will always and if you can't you can always contact us and we will find it for you topic that has been written in a reputable media and reputable media is very important and the thing is this is why today's world is so much easier than 10 years ago because today's world reputable media you know could be as big as new york times writes about sex and pleasure and that's or bbc cnn whatever right that is where it becomes shareable because the problem is if you find an article on anal sex in let's say um an adult magazine even if the article is 100% accurate well researched and amazing it's very difficult to share with your partner because then unless you already have that relationship where you read a little magazine magazines together it's quite tricky but if it's in a big newspaper sharing an article like new york times or bbc is super easy and there you share as hey i came across this really interesting article check it out just like you would any other and the play of words is really important there you say interesting to keep it open ended because they might hate it on sex right in in this one in this topic as in this example they might hate it and for whatever reason and they might say oh my god you know i hate it i i'm not sure why people are talking about it right at least and you're protected by that strong media brand because you said interesting and when she, he or she replies saying i hate it then you're like oh yeah you know this is very weird <laughs> but the other way if the person says this is really interesting you know uh, let's explore further you've opened the floodgates right now you can go deeper explore things look up uh, sexy videos and then you can get into it right and you can research and figure out how to make it pleasurable the first step is the most important step in that piece when you're trying to introduce something pleasure into the bedroom it doesn't matter what it where it is whether it's just a different type of play 
whether it's toys or even, you know, you want to try a sex party or threesomes, which involves other people, whatever that is, it's just on a spectrum of very simple to quite complex, right? And it's the steps of the same. Find that topic in a big, reputable newspaper or magazine, share it, get feedback and see where it goes. Oh, yeah. you know, that's very interesting. I I can see that that's, that's a risk, right? What if you're really into something and your partner doesn't know that and you're kind of middle of the workday getting an email, oh, this is interesting. I said, I hate it. And then this is something it's a kink that you, you want. And then it's just hard to go from that place to place of, no, I want it. That, that, that is true. And uh, that's a really good point. And what we found is, and there's actually a higher level of uh, this because so bringing mystery into the bedroom is the core of everything we do and which is why this is a topic we talk research a lot so the next level after this is once you have that dialogue going on and that's why the conversation is key you can get to sharing fetish lists yeah and you can do that on something like fet life or you can just do it anywhere really so imagine you build your profile you pick 50 different things you fantasize about right and then your partner creates his or her profile, picks 50 different uh, things they fantasize about. And then you will find, let's say, 10, 15, 20 things that are in common. You will never find 15 common. And that is that is fine. That is good. That's normal. You know, no one will ever have the same desires. No two people, even twins, right? So the key is, and in every you know dual unit couple we have ever talked to about this, once they've done that experiment, they have discovered things that they were sure their partner wouldn't like, do like, and then that changed their sex life forever, right? And um, I think that is the key is getting to that point sooner rather than later. You know, there's no point both wishing the other person desires what they desire and actually both do, but not knowing it. That's the worst, right? If if one person desires X and they, the other person doesn't, that's totally normal. It, and it's impossible that everyone will desire exactly the same thing. And I think that's fine. The The sad thing is desiring the same thing, wanting it badly and not knowing. Yes, and kind of knowing there's possibility there. And I tell people like have different angles around this. You're right that you can kind of like sharing an article or having this uh, sexy dates that you can talk about once and your fantasies and those kind of things and doing games. Mm-hmm. So there are different entry points for you to talk, to introduce your sexual self to your partner. Beside the sexual kind of health product that you guys created, the sex toys, I was very fascinated with the idea of the pleasure finder. I just want to make sure I'm saying it right. Mm -hmm. What is pleasure finder? Tell us, tell our listeners about it. The pleasure finder was our attempt at making exactly this discussions about pleasure and sex toys and general masturbation you know anything very common topics on the pleasure side not the medical side extremely easy for people to get into their living room so and this is literally again trying to help be that catalyst which is you know everything we do right be that catalyst for people make it very very easy for people to talk about it so the pleasure finder is the first time any voice assistant ever has allowed something like you know tell me about masturbation that question on it right so we were one very excited, two very proud, and uh, and there is a lot more you know that can happen after after that. So we we started this with Alexa, and and this is all of this takes ages, right? There's months and months of 
back and forth policy and it's always with policy it but you know at the end we didn't get there and, and that was our expectation right you know this has never been done before they will say no you know you can't talk about masturbation and sex toys this is not cool yeah didn't get anywhere fine so then we talked to google to google home uh, google assistant and then you know again initially you know no this can't be done and then we went, we always try to figure, okay, you know, what do you want us to do? Uh, how can we comply with policy? Because we want to bring about change. It's a, there's no more point trying to do something very brash and hoping that, you know, you can get in without getting caught. So, so what is currently now live is a very, very watered down version of what we started with. But the fact that it is there and is there officially, you know, we went through all the processes, we went through policy and, you know, it's been there for months now. It means that others anywhere in the world can now say, hey, look, you, you let them in. Now you, it has the precedent is set. Others can now build upon it, add their Q&A, whatever. They can now do more. And hopefully other brands, you know, Apple, Siri, Alexa Home will start to see, oh, Google's doing it and Google's getting a lot of traction for doing it. Why not? You know, we should get into this. It's the same as, you know, how sex tech evolved over the last 10 years. Now it's cool, but 10 years ago, it was not touchable, right? So I think that's the real thing about Pleasure Finder. The Q&A is very simple. It's like, you know, how do I introduce a sex toy into the bedroom? It's very basic things. But the fact that it's in there is significant. And there's, I think as of right now, over a billion devices, which has Google Assistant. Every Android phone has one, which is massive. And on top of that, a lot of people have Google Home in their houses. It's really the biggest voice assistant in the world. So it means a billion people can right now, as of, you know, as we said, open their Google Assistant and say, hey, Google, talk to Pleasure Finder. And it will tell you all of these. I think there's like 15 different questions and answers that we work with and experts to write and, and then water down and, and then uh, get approved eventually. So a very, very exciting thing for us. Again, the objective is get it into the living rooms of people make it super easy for them to ask these questions, get some answers, very simple, very small, but then it starts that question. Even if it means a couple will listen and have a little laugh, it's the first step towards, oh, wow, it's on Google. You know, how did, you know, how did they get in? And that conversation starts. So yeah, no, we're very, very excited and very proud that we managed to get it done. And, and what we're looking for now is others to do more. It costs nothing. It just costs time. It costs nothing. There's no money involved creating a what's known as a um, skill set that's a technical term for it is just someone taking the time to do it right it's and so awesome. uh, we Go really ahead. want we really want people it doesn't have to be sex tech founders or anyone it just want people to submit questions create the skill sets and uh, hopefully use our example to get past policy much faster than we did which took us like nine months this is amazing so you guys chose some questions and then you submitted and resubmitted to get it approved is is, was that the process Uh, yeah no so when we started we crafted with our sex therapists doctors etc we crafted a big set of questions and answers quite detailed and then we submitted you know feedback we submitted yeah 
and that took months and months and months and and eventually what you now you know when you talk to google and talk to pleasure finder it's a very very small set but it is there that is so awesome so our listeners just have to say like i want to talk to pleasure finder is that part of the kind of like is the secret code or if you ask uh, yes, the question yes, it correct. pull off the Cor- correct uh, so that was one of the conditions is um people can't just ask the question they wanted he, he, that, that barrier so you have to say talk to pleasure finder and then that's it so that was there uh, which is fine you know for us it's again understanding what someone's comfortable with and then working with that uh, i can i can send you the link uh, people can just click the link and go straight to their on their google assistant yeah that is so cool it almost feels like a speakeasy <laughs> say mm-hmm. the secret code and you get to get the question so i can talk about it it's like so many different questions we wanted to ask you but i know we're toward the end of our time so tell us uh, like my this is my last question which one of your toys are your favorite which one you personally like oh very difficult it's like picking your best baby <laughs> <laughs> i think and this is a question i get a lot from people who are undecided on which toy to buy especially because a lot of people we talk to and we are their first sex toy ever right so i think i would say poco the really small really easy very very simple but very effective product um, would be what i typically recommend everyone because it's very easy to use it's designed specifically to be accessible and user friendly because this is our latest product it takes in 7 years of feedback and and um it's just a very simple nice solid product to start with so with crescendo and tenuto it's a much more advanced product and it's something that has a lot of applications but i would say poco is the best it it looked very very kind of like uh, you can change it very flexible beautiful colors so there are, it seems like it's something easy to use and people can kind of apply it for different purposes so if people are curious to learn about your companies uh, the research that you're doing what are some of the good places that you recommend them to check out Oh everything is on our website mysteryvibe.com so mystery vibe bringing mystery with vibes so yeah mysteryvibe.com you have all our products all the information you can find the get started guide all the ways you can talk about sex toys in the bedroom and our beautiful page full of play images to get ideas on sex positions so yeah and and our blog which is 7 years of i think 1000 different pieces of content we write four every week so it's a lot on every topic from menopause to prostate cancer recovery to threesomes to sex parties everything because everything can help someone bring mystery back right whether it's a medical issue whether it's a trying a new kink for us all things are good and we are not here to judge we are here to provide well informed researched information so people can decide for themselves what is good for them so so yeah i would say if they land on our site check out which you know product feature and benefit really works for them and check out the guides to talk about it just enjoy the various images with ideas and positions and definitely read the blog you know we always write really new and exciting posts every day awesome great thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your information and your journey with us and for our listeners that are curious about the products the link to the website will be in the show notes thank you so much for your time thank you so much for having me I hope you guys find our conversation useful and meaningful. I'm always intrigued with people who start sexual health companies because of the stigmas 
connected with doing this kind of work and also the reward. You get the opportunity to change people's relationship with their sexuality. As I shared with you guys in the introduction, I got a sample of one, I got a crescendo toy gifted to me and I experimented with it. What I really liked about it is that you can bend the toy. It's fully customizable. So you can use it for exploring different erogenous zones compared to other toys that you get to use it for particular type of simulation. But although that part was great, what was amazing to me was their app. They have a free app that gets connected to your toy and they have almost a menu of different options for vibration. And it's like your own sexual playlist. I was very interested and it was the first time I've seen anything like this. So if you are interested to try it out, you can use a link in the show notes. If you happen to use it, I love to hear what's your experience with it. And I hope you find it enjoyable. All right, I'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Sexology Podcast. For more great content, visit www.sexologypodcast.com. Please be advised that information presented on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health provider.